This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1842, three tips to conquer the hidden job market with Anish Majumdar. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. There is a new way to apply for jobs. It's more authentic, it's more real, and it works better than the old way. Today, our guest shows us how to identify your potential red flags and how to turn them into a competitive advantage when you apply for a job in the U.S. Listen in today. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, Anish. Welcome to All Ears English. How are you today? Oh, I'm I'm good, Lindsay. I'm I'm excited uh, and uh, hopefully ready to drop some some knowledge bombs for your listeners, if I can. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're excited to have you here, guys. Today on the show, I have Anish Majumdar. He is a career coach and an expert in the hidden job market, and I can't wait to explore that term. His articles, videos, and webinars have appeared in Fast Company. Business Insider, Glassdoor, and Ivory Exec. That is so good. So first of all, Anish, thanks again for coming on. Glad to have you. And I want to ask you first, what is the hidden job market? Because when I saw that in your bio, I thought, oh, wow, our listeners need to know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds very, uh, very mysterious. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, um, this is something I discovered, uh, you know, well before I became a career coach. The hidden job market basically refers to the entire universe of roles that are discovered, identified, and filled, uh, which never make it to the job boards, which are never seen by the larger audience Ooh. on Monster, Glassdoor, uh, you know, all, all, all the places. For a long time, I mean, I had heard whisperings, of course, and we all know that it's possible to network your way to a job. Um, hopefully, maybe some of uh, those listening right now have had some some kind of a door open like that. But it wasn't until I was in the job market and it, it definitely kicked into a higher gear as a coach that I realized that, wow, in most cases, in most in industries, the vast majority of opportunities and roles out there are being filled this way for a bunch of reasons. Uh, the most obvious one simply being that the process nowadays of any company, no matter what size, going through the standard sort of hiring process, it costs somewhere between 140 to 160% of that first year's salary for that candidate wow. just to sort of push it through. So there's been a, there's been a real 
There's always been a, uh, an impetus, but 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 now more than ever, there's been this wonderful, I would say, positive pressure being put on the parts of companies to say, hey, look, before we do that, let's mm-hmm. let's see if we can incentivize the people at our companies. Let's see if if yes. if, if Lindsay knows someone. Let's see if mm-hmm. and and if Lindsay can vouch for this person, uh, you know, right. let's have a different kind of conversation and see about moving that forward. So okay, uh, so it, it, it tends to be it's a roundabout way of sort of saying the real number of job opportunities that you might be looking at, Ooh, you know, multiply it by a factor of seven or eight, and you're looking right. at, at, at what might actually be there, right? Then the problem okay. becomes, let's jump in and how do we start you sure. know, getting yourself in the in the flow of that, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, I love it. So you're saying that there actually are many more opportunities than we realize that we have, you know, than what we see on, on uh, monster.com or wherever else we go to look for our jobs, right? Indeed, our, you know, our friends may be able to refer us to their job. I've seen this happening. You know, people receiving, you know, money for referring someone to a company or posting on their social media that, hey, my company has a job opening, right? Things like that. I've seen that happening out there in the working world. So that's what you're talking about, right, Anish, by the hidden job market, just to clarify. Yes, he, okay. He, and, 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 you know, for, for most of our, you know, for most of the time that there has been companies and workers, you know, like it, that way has been right. the way of, yeah. It's only recently oh. that we kind of fell for this idea that, hey, you know what? You you no longer have to worry about actually building relationships. It, it, the analogy would almost be, imagine that we're all a bunch of bakers. You know how to how to bake incredible cakes, pies, etc. Right. So there are opportunities for you to exercise your craft and become wealthy and successful in that craft at every stage from getting those the the eggs the flour to putting it together etc but mm-hmm. if you fall for the idea to say the only things i'm interested in as a baker are the perfectly formulated kind of old but perfectly done old stage perfectly made cake at the end, then Mm -hmm. you're missing every single other stage there. And every stage before the final one, by the way, would have been infinitely easier for you to actually get that cake. Because it it, it would have been less fighting with the expectations of a job posting, less fighting with the expectations of what is oftentimes a very old opportunity, and more Mm. saying, hey, how can Lindsay and Anish work together? And isn't that what the whole point of this is supposed to be, right? Isn't that what a job search ideally should be? Yeah, I think maybe I want to move on to our our tips here, but I do think that maybe the internet has lulled us into this idea, right? That the way to apply is with the perfect resume, which is what I think you're talking about here. You know, the perfect cake, the perfect resume, the perfect cover letter that just feels very sterile, right? And we think that that's how we have to do it, but there's actually better ways to get a job. Yeah. Well, there are the problems are the, the what what makes the world go round are is solving problems, not right. uh, sure. pretending that we're in British colonial 1940s here <laughs> and and uh, like get in the business of actually talking to the people who are actually not gatekeepers, by the way, not HR recruiters. Right. But why not consider? Maybe and this is you know I know we're about to get into the tips here, but let's start with this one, which I think everyone listening to your to your podcast needs to understand. Mm-hmm. The the biggest issue I see working with with people coming from outside the states here is fighting the perception of thinking that there is a third party whose permission you need before you can talk to the vaunted CEO or the vaunted COO. No, you do not. That is not the world that we live in. But yes. if you spent your life asking for permission or sliding your resume across the stage, you're never really going to get that opportunity to, it's to so find good. that. 
Yes. And I can really hear the passion in your voice. And I can tell that you've found this out right for yourself. And we all have, right? This is absolutely true. So I want to give our listeners more context before we go into this tip. Guys, today, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can turn kind of your red flags, whether those are red flags in your mind, right? Expectations, assumptions, or red flags actually on your resume into an advantage or how to get past those and how to get that job. So Anish, first of all, what is a red flag? Exactly. So a red flag is, uh, and 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 a red flag is not a fact. It is mm-hmm. a perception. perception. So which means that oftentimes it is something that could be a problem, but if it had been handled a different way, it doesn't necessarily need to be that. A red flag is anything that, uh, if we can put our hirers hat on for a moment, a red flag is anything that allows me to easily judge you and reject you as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Anything. It could be a work okay. gap. It could be, uh, you know, I, think mm-hmm. that I need seven years of experience. It looks like you only have five. It can be, you know what? I just don't like that foreign sounding school on your education, right? Ooh, uh, and yeah. I'm going to do it. A red, a red flag can be absolutely anything that I decide uh, is, is outside of the box of what I would like inside the box of what I think an ideal candidate is, right? Right. That's, that's sure. essentially what it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. That's perfect. So guys, think about what you think your red flags might be. And again, these are not deal breakers. Today, we're going to show you, Anisha's going to show you how to work through those, how to flip those into a competitive advantage. And he's already gone into that first one. So in the context of the first tip here, Anish, we talked about, it's kind of an assumption that we might have, that our listeners might have, right? That we can't go directly to that manager, to that CEO. How would you suggest we do that? Should we, should we try to find a mutual connection on LinkedIn? to go directly to that CEO or how do you go about doing this or how do you teach your clients to do it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great question. I would say before you think about, you know, what you're going to say and, and how you're going to make that entry point, consider, uh, what is the first impression that you're putting out? In other words, with your LinkedIn profile, uh, yes, with things like your resume, but also with how you're actually, you know, handling a call, handling an interview, ask yourself, uh, am I doing what most people are doing, which is essentially, skills trading. So I'm saying what I am is, let's say I want to be a software engineer. So mm-hmm. the typical software engineer LinkedIn profile is going to say, look, I'm a software engineer. These are the different types of tech things that I can do, different projects that I have done, right? right. That's called essentially skills trading. I'm trying to say, look, these are all my skills. Make up your mind as to what all of these things represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with that is that no one really understands, I'm not a software engineer, so I can look at all of these tech things. I might be running a business who desperately needs you to to run this and to help us with this, but if I never get beyond this, I'm, I'm looking at this saying, yeah, great, pal, when I need uh, you know an extra hand, I'm gonna ask for it. So ask yourself this, if I branded myself around a process versus a bunch of skills, if I said, look, I'm not just a software engineer, let's say I'm a software engineer, but I've also, I've, I know what building teams is like. In fact, I have some operations background. I even have some sales background. Instead of saying, 
and I see this mistake being made all the time, because today I consider myself a software engineer, anything that is not directly relevant to that and the job postings I see, I'm striking out of my resume and your brand. Think in exactly the opposite way. Ask mm -hmm. yourself, what is the process of me moving this company forward, of which software engineering, as well as any other parts of your process, you want to pull in. And the more esoteric, the more weird, the more out there, the better. Yeah. What is a process? I can stand behind, that I can start a discussion around, that gives me something to say, that gives me a way to have a conversation that is not just, you know, essentially waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Mm -hmm, you cannot mm -hmm. expect to get to know what is happening at a company if literally you're like, okay, well, do you really care about getting to know me, Lindsay? Or is the only reason you're here to send me the resume? Because then I'll just forward it into the, rec into the recruiter. If you actually yeah. want to know what's going on, if you actually want to know what's happening at my company, if you actually want me to give you that back and forth there, then let me take a look at what you have. Let me see as I'm getting to know you and let me make sure that you have a point of view, right? Let okay. me make sure that there's a way. So I would say process, think about, uh, and you can study your competitors. You can study competitors on LinkedIn uh, for this, by the way. That's a great source of intelligence here. Mm -hmm. Look and study the profiles of people who are standing behind a process of moving something forward versus simply um, consolidating a bunch of skills or consolidating around two or three dream jobs you have and trying to essentially reverse engineer your brand yes, around that. I love it. So it sounds like that's kind of two tips in one there, actually. I think we could pull that out into two tips, really. It's really about, first of all, if you come in with a kind of maybe a cultural assumption in some ways that, you know, you can approach that you cannot approach that CEO directly, you know, challenge that, right? You actually can. You don't need to put that hiring third party right in the middle between you and your potential future uh, manager or CEO. And then second, lead and reach out to that person with a kind of a process, right? Like yes. a story and make yourself a little bit more well-rounded. Often, as you said, I agree with this, the CEO is not going to know like coding languages like Swift or C++, but they don't know those things, right? They are in the CEO role. And so they're busy with uh, CEO things. <laughs> so they don't yeah, but, know but, coding. But, 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 you know, but you know, the advantage with that is your typical CEO is going to have a much higher tolerance for people who have a unique life story, people who yes, have a unique that's and, right. and this person knows what it is to take risks. With all due respect, mm -hmm. the, the person who has been shouldered the task against their will mm -hmm. of having to find a last minute hire and has to like funnel through 15 different candidates or 35 yes. different candidates, that person is not who you want to be talking about because they're not going to be it. looking at your your thing with the perspective that you want, right? Okay. I love it. So in a way, you're kind of saying we need to go straight to kind of a leader in the company and connect with them kind of on the heart level, not so much the process. You are saying process, but the, more the, uh, so, yeah, yeah the, 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 the process. Get, the process gets you in the door, but really in, in some sense... Um, the, what makes our clients successful, what has made me successful is realizing the difference between, look, I have to not just understand those I'm looking to serve here, my mm -hmm. brand, whatever it is, my process, my interview, my closing strategy, it must all be, it must be built around no matter how humble it seems, the actual things they today right now are dealing with. And I don't know what they are. And yeah. the job postings, by the way, are also not telling you. So, <laughs> no way. So, so what is the minimum amount of deep change that you can make happen across your brand, mm -hmm. across your positioning to get yourself in the door and then listen? 
learn, respect, understand what is there. And as pain is getting identified, as you're, as you're understanding, you're going to start to realize that there is deep similarity. Like if I'm targeting two or three industries, let's be real. The actual, like the difference, the comp, every company is different, but the kinds of pain that they're experiencing are finite. And the ways that you can align with that, which is information you must know, yes. okay, is mm-hmm. finite as well, right? Okay. The faster you, you face that fear, uh, the faster things are going to go well for you. Great. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, you know, it is really night and day in terms of like the old way to apply and the new way. This is the new way. We only have time for one more tip here, Anish. Could you give us one more tip for turning a potential red flag? Like what would be another red flag our listeners might potentially have and how could they make that an advantage? Uh, providing some missing context is often a really underutilized way to address these types of red flags. What I mean is, for example, uh, let's say um, the last role that you had uh, ended badly. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You weren't responsible for that. All sorts of third-party stuff happened. Fine. Uh, But what it resulted was you're looking at your resume and you're saying, look, I don't want a lot of people talking to me about this role. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to minimize the amount of space I devote to it in my resume. I'm going to move the topic away from that. Uh, Try thinking of it another way. In other words... The problems that you experience, the, the, the bad jobs, the bad bosses, these can also be proof of concept of your process. It's just negative proof of concept. So, so instead of hiding it, why not say, look, okay, in this role, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, and, and using from to language is very, very powerful when you're doing this. Don't just say, Hey, look, I don't leave an accomplishment hanging in the air, which I'll see all the time. I made this change happen. Ah. Uh, Think about it this way. We took this faltering, you know, operation that was, that was basically five steps away from bankruptcy. Through our work, we implemented a changes A, B, and C within this period and we moved it on. Now, I can look at the problems. I can see the things that are negative there. I'm not hiding from that, but Mm -hmm. I'm also saying, look, this is the change that happened. And if people say, hey, why are you leaving this job, by the way, that actually gives them the providing that missing context actually gives you more of a leg to stand on because no one's expecting you to be perfect every single uh, at bat. But what they are expecting you to do is to be able to say, look, here's what we accomplished. Here's what we didn't. Here's where I was aligned with this company. And when we disaligned, here's when I made a decision to move on. It is all about mm-hmm. making sure that your narrative ultimately puts you in the driver's seat, right? Yes. If that's not happening, a change needs to be looked at. Okay. I love it. So identify what those potential gaps are, you know, and it, they're going to notice it. If you're trying to avoid it, I do think that a hiring manager or a CEO is going to go straight to that, right? That's so you're addressing it first and you have the right language around it. You know, that is why language is so important to not be in alignment with. I love that expression. It is so high level and it's so good for our listeners. And I like that you shared with us the framework of the from to, right? I took my team from here to here. That's fantastic. So we're really filling in the gap in their minds um, and we're being honest, right? Maybe we are admitting a few things. Maybe we are, you know, saying a few things that weren't quite a match, but we're also highlighting our strengths at the same time. Right, Anish? There, there's a uh, 100%. And just to stack on exactly this, the, the, the same approach, this, this, uh, providing this missing context. Um, mm-hmm. if you have a work gap, for example, um, yeah. let's say you took time off to raise a family. One of the most powerful, simple things you can do to address that, exactly like you said, just add in like a one to two line little career note. You can directly put that into your resume. You can directly put it in your LinkedIn. You don't have to go into depth, but even something as simple as addressed family responsibilities during this period, yeah. raise a child during this period. There is nothing wrong with that. Yes. Uh, 
but own it, own it, you I know, and, it. and it'll work out well. The, the people you want to be in working with um, are going to get the right signals. And at the end of the day, you only need one yes, right? Everyone else can be a no. Who cares? Uh, exactly. That's the good thing about applying for a job. You only need one yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Take, take take the risks. You know, don't be afraid to alienate if 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 the risk you're taking is in the service towards your voice and your vision at the end. I of the love day. it. In the service to your voice and your vision. So get in touch. Spend some time, guys, thinking about what is your voice? What is your vision? What is your process, as Anish has referred to today, and lead with that. Right. I think that that is the message today. That is so good. So, Anish, can you let us know where our listeners can find you online? Oh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. I um, There's one special link I'd like to recommend called uh, tap the hidden job period market forward slash ASAP. Uh, if you go over there, um, uh, anyone will be able to for free access our most recent masterclass where if you're curious, um, over the course of about an hour, I'll be able to teach you the exact strategy that our clients have used. Uh, we've worked with over 2000 of them to break them out of the job search trap forever. Um, uh, the other two places, uh, helloanish.com, that's kind of like our HQ for uh, going down the rabbit hole of my career <laughs> trainings and uh, videos. And uh, I guess finally, if you're on LinkedIn, uh, hop on over, uh, Anish Career. Um, I'm over there and, and every day I'm, I'm doing my best to keep spreading the good word and, and keep sharing wins and inspiration right from the trenches. Uh, All so right. if that interests you, I'm, I'm over there too. All right. That's great. Anish, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been great to learn about the hidden job market. I had never heard that term before, so I'm excited to learn about this. And it really is such a new way of doing things that is relevant now. So, so good. Thanks again, Anish. And uh, I'll chat with you soon. Thank you, Lindsay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.